Welcome everyone to You Can't Handle the Genre. I'm in Dave McLeod. And I'm John Ortegon. And every month we pick a film genre to break down. And every week we pick a movie to explore under that genre umbrella. And this is the second week of our sci-fi month. And today we are going to the year 1999. We are talking about The Matrix, written and directed by The Wachowskis. This film stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, and Joe Pantoliano. Uh, John, when is the first time that you got plugged in and saw The Matrix? At a very young age, I know that because I used to be obsessed with it, kind of like like a lot of the, the – you'll probably start to f- hear a trend on these movies that I just started getting obsessed with when I was young. And I was obsessed enough with The Matrix that by the time um, the third one came out, I saw it in theater. And I was born in 1999, <laughs> so fucking <laughs> – like I was watching this shit and obsessed with it pretty fucking early. Um I remember the coding was my first MySpace background, and I just love this movie. I think it's fucking just really well done. A lot of people who watch it now that I know say that, you know, the CGI isn't great or it kind of feels cheesy or corny, and I personally disagree. I think this movie is fucking awesome all the way throughout. I think it's just a blast and also extremely real. Like, very real. Like, the commentary and this, like, almost the symbolism in it, just, it's all very hard-hitting and very real. But also science fiction, so the opposite of real. (laughs) Yeah, I I also just, you know, grew up with this movie, uh, and I I don't remember seeing... I didn't see this in theaters. I wasn't old enough, but I don't remember if I saw, probably it did, uh, Revolutions and Reloaded, which strangely enough, I thought it was a fever dream uh, growing up, but no, it is fact. It, they both came out in 2003, yes. which is yep. so weird for <laughs> sequels not to have like come out. Even like Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, at least a year apart. Um, very strange. Um, but yeah, um, I, I hadn't seen this movie. I think I actually rewatched The Matrix for the first time in a while, um, like a couple years ago. Because I watched it a lot as a kid, and I just kind of... Uh, tuned out after yeah. watching like the sequels a couple times. I remember I was watching them again and like, are these good? No, mm, right? They're not they're, good, right? They're, they're, okay, okay, they're, well, they're, great. They're all right. And, they're all right. And it, it kind of poisoned part of the Matrix for me, almost because I it made me maybe it made me think that the uh, philosophical points it was trying to make and just. It's intelligence as a film anyway was maybe not as intelligent as it was, but rewatching it now, I and not thinking about anything possibly coming afterwards, even though we'll talk about uh, the fourth one eventually. Um, I, I do think if you just look at The Matrix without the context of the sequels, I do think it's actually it's pretty smart. I think it rides the line between science fiction, action, um, yeah. 
the the philosophy isn't too um in your fate well i guess it's not like you're not drowning i think i think that's the issue well one of the main issues with uh the two matrix sequels we have so far is just all the phil it's just so much philosophical ramblings mm-hmm. and i think here it was you know because this is the first tasteful. one so it's yeah it was a tasteful yeah. balance yeah like and it's like the exposition needed exposition needed to happen because you know it's the first movie, and I think also with action scenes mixed in, which the other ones did have, um, and they have some good action in the other ones too. But I don't know. This just felt more passionate. Like uh-huh. uh, I think that the Wachowskis wrote uh, or were working on this script for like five years. They did like fourteen drafts of this movie, so. Definitely, I <laughs> I remember, uh, I can't remember what, if this was a podcast, but I think it was talking about um, how whatever band this was, uh, they were talking about their first album, and they released it when they were almost all about 25 years old, and they were saying, you know, that first album uh, is the most pure, because in a way, you could argue that you were working 25 years on that album and then everything else afterwards you don't work as long as you do on that like it might be better Uh but like that pure i want to get some type of my voice out there that is always going to be um the most uh prevalent in a way in the first thing that you do because you might not be able to do it ever again and i think that's what the matrix feels like for me the first one yeah, no, I agree. It seems very passion projecty, and I do like, like I said, like it's very tasteful with its philosophical meaning because you know it's it handles it well. Where you're right about the sequels, like the sequels kind of just like a little bit shove it down your throat, and I hate when movies kind of do that. I hate when movies like overdo something like that. Like I'm not gonna spoil. There's a movie, uh, a ghost story. But there's just a fucking moment in that movie where you can tell it's just like trying to fucking strangle you with a philosophical view that is just too hardcore and it comes out of nowhere in the movie that like it's, you know, it takes you out of it. And I think that Matrix, I was just always in it and it starts off like it starts off like crazy right off the bat and you're like immediately like, what the fuck is this? I I wish I remembered my first time watching it because I would like to know what the fuck was going through my mind because like what would be going through your mind? If, th- if you watch the matrix for the very first time and you're just like, Holy shit, this is like, <laughs> this is something that's never been done before. This idea has never been done before. Especially like in the context of 1999, which obviously <laughs> we're removed from now, but yeah, just coming off of like action movies, kind of becoming a joke uh like you know i love the 80s 90s action movies oh, yeah. um and all their cheesiness but yeah they just like uh maybe not love them as much as the 90s superhero movies but like those became a joke before like nolan created like you know the serious batman um uh, with batman begins and like i think the wachowskis uh, they their mixture of phil- uh, philosophy science fiction and action like 
there was there was like anime before this and stuff. I mean, like like they were influences. Some of the influences on the Matrix were at anime, but yeah. like anime was still like pretty fucking niche, you know. Uh-huh. Like there was Akira and Ghost in the Shell like a four years earlier and other things, of course. But like mainstream people, you know, I watch fucking anime uh, and the action movies were pretty like whatever. Like you don't really you're not like taking anything serious to them. And here comes this movie that, and I think what you said, uh, when like shoving it down your throat, or maybe we both said it, but, uh, in the sequels, but I I think here it's just, it's not boring. I think the sequels are just boring when they talk for so long. And I think here it's just enough. And you're so interested in the world because of these, fantastic characters and interesting concepts which i don't know like it seems like it could on paper have more but i'm pretty sure that you know four years later is when they were made uh the sequels that this was kind of forced upon them because like the matrix went on to be the highest grossing movie of 1999 won four oscars best film editing sound sound editing visual effects and Obviously, the influence uh, was immediate with like parodies, uh-huh. just like the bullet time, jump <laughs> and Shrek, uh, scary movie. Like, I mean, even like to this day, um, with like the choreography that uh, was inspired by, um, you know, like the Hong Kong um, style of uh, like wire work and everything from the. Uh, from the uh oh gosh, trying to get the name of the guy, the choreographer. Who, yeah, try to remember his name. I'm so sorry, but he was great. It was like the first time, like the, in American production, they were like, "Hey, if you want me on this movie, these actors are gonna have to train for like six months before we even start this movie." And then they were like. Okay, you know, you, you seem to know what you're talking about. I'll, we'll trust you. We'll trust you. And, you know, that was insane, too. Because did you hear about, like, Keanu Reeves and his uh Yeah, his physical spinal. Troubles? Yeah, he had the, the injury where he had to be in, like, a neck brace or some shit, right? Yeah, he, I guess he su- suffered, like, a two-level fusion um, uh, of his, like, cervical spine. And it had, like cause some paralysis in his legs, which is why he doesn't do like a lot of uh, kicks in the movie. But yeah, he had to undergo neck surgery and he was still recovering. And oh, I got his name. Uh, Wu, uh, Wu Ping Yun um, was like, he, but he, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, Keanu Reeves insisted on training. Um, and uh, Wu Ping was like, all right, sure. Okay. If you say so. And he let him practice like the lighter moves. Um, but, that's still crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Keanu Reeves, obviously, you know, John Wick later. The man is nonstop. <laughs> oh, my God. You just <laughs> Hamilton reference. I want to cry. Just oh Hamilton my. reference thrown out there. Oh, man. Yeah. How did this guy do action like he's running out of time? <laughs> <laughs> Punch day and night like he's running. Yeah. it's Hugo it's, Weaving had a – he had to have, like, hip surgery, too. And yeah. yeah, like literally, like this is some real shit. And but another really cool thing, like about it, is like um, at the you know the glorious fucking showdown in um, in the building at the very well, not the very end, but 
close to the end on in the Morpheus rescue mission. That took 10 days to shoot, and all of it was practical. Fucking all of it. That's, like, insane that all of it is practical. <laughs> like, like it, there's explosions, there's, like, and all in very close, like, proximity to Neo and Trinity and... Yeah, it's just like it's it's absolutely crazy that they could pull that off. Yeah, no, like their devotion to have like practicality was, you know, great even with uh if you consider the the fight on in, in the bo- at the bottom of the building in the lobby where <laughs> Trinity mm. and Neo just kill all those fucking people. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like but they used like blanks, but then also I guess they had the wall be able to be broken. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the fight, when it's just like they go in the elevator and there's just the empty lobby and that piece of debris falls from the column, that was just an accident and they were like, Hey, let's keep it in the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It all played out very, very well. And, you know, speaking of, you know, Keanu Reeves, fantastic Neo. I don't know if you know this. I'm pretty sure you probably do. But a lot of people passed up on Neo, like the character Neo. Are you going to mention famous YouTuber Willie Smith? Yeah. Uh, that's tight. That's tight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You and your fucking YouTube. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I was like, Will Smith just just passed up on so many different movies in his career. So many. Yeah. And he passed up on this one to do... Um, Wide Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yeah, like, what the so fuck, Will? It's <laughs> horrible. I'm so yeah, sorry. I read that he was he didn't know if he didn't think he was mature enough at the time to do this movie and then also he wasn't sure how all the bullet time stuff would work and kind of was confusing on paper to him so he passed but he passed for Wild, Wild <laughs> West. I mean I would definitely have just taken the risk of that than that fucking movie. I mean good lord. I know. Wild Wild West. That is that is not where you want to be in 1999. Yeah. Of all the great movies from this year, seriously, like Wild Wild West has not endured mm-hmm. whatsoever. And I've seen it twice when I was growing up. And I was like, why am I watching this again? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, the characters, they're all around just honestly perfect. Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith is so good. I mean, th- his voice is iconic. We know that you've been contacted by a certain individual man who calls himself Morpheus. Now, whatever you think you know about this man is irrelevant. He is considered by many authorities to be the most dangerous man alive. The only things I like, well, one of the only things I like about the sequels is that I got to see him talk in this voice more. Yeah, exactly. Going forward. That was... Because he has having a blast, like that crazy laugh mm-hmm. that's just memed in, I think, the second or third one, where he's just like, "What's <laughs> 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 uh, like, what's going on?" It's so I don't great. Know. It's I'm so it's so great. And the Wachowskis are fucking crazy. Like, how do you just write that? How does that just come out of your mind? And well, I know paper? they they were uh, into. Um, philosophy and they they read like several books i mean i know they gave before they even let 
Keanu Reeves read the script. They gave him like eight different uh, books on philosophy because they wanted everyone to be able to understand, discuss this movie, what it's about. So they gave him all these uh, books to read, him and the other cast. Uh, and then he said, yeah, I understand it now. And yeah, I mean, it deals with like, you know, determinism and chance, uh, choice i guess not chance a choice uh destiny fate uh uh-huh. like a lot it's it's like, a lot so much um, it really is but it's never i think overwhelming like the like the sequels like um <laughs> like the the worst i just gotta say maybe the most confusing monologue ever spoken on film <laughs> is definitely in Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> and I, if you know, I don't know if I remember. Like I said, I don't remember for sure seeing this in theaters, but <laughs> I do vaguely remember the first time I ever had to hear the architect. While this answer functioned, it was obviously fundamentally flawed, thus creating the otherwise contradictory systemic anomaly that, if left unchecked, might threaten the system itself. Ergo, those that refuse the program while a minority, if unchecked, would constitute an escalating probability of disaster. I feel like that speech alone is like someone who like read half a philosophy book and then it's like, yeah, I, I got it. That's I got it. All the that's it. That's it. I got it. I, I understand what's going on I'm gonna, in the world. I'll explain it to you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking explain <laughs> yeah. it to you all the way through. Yeah, and and it's so weird because it's such a departure from what they did here. I mean, even just like the opening scene, uh, I think as you were about to say earlier, is incredible. Yeah, uh, setup. Uh, you got these cops going in this building, and this random woman's in there, and Agent Smith and the other two agents show up, and then the cops like, ha, all this because this one little girl, <laughs> and then uh, Agent Smith's like. No, your officers are already dead. <laughs> like, uh, oh, no. I love, I love it. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, imagine the first time watching this film and you're just like, holy shit, what's going on here? And then, and then like, and then the whole thing happens and it just, it throws you off immediately. Like, immediately. You're just, what the fuck is happening? How are physics this way? <laughs> like, when? Yeah, because, like, I think before the agent's running after her and they do the huge jump yeah. across the building. I mean, I guess she does run on the wall a little bit in that first yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, I feel like that's, because after they do the huge jump, the officers are like, that's impossible. Oh. Uh, you're maybe like, maybe maybe she's just really talented, uh, really skilled, and then it's like, whoa, wait, that's, no, no, you no, can't no, do no. that. So well, something's yeah. off here. And the very beginning is where the like iconic Trinity kick, like the one that they use in Scary Movie and shit, that's in the very beginning. Like She does that in the very beginning where she just stops time for a second and then fucking just sweet chin musics, motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's when she's on the phone, uh, uh, just like, okay, I need an exit. It's like, oh, it's going to be over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the agents, they're coming. And then when she, like, does that dive through the door, and she's come on, Trinity, get up, get up. And then we she sees a phone booth, also a relic of the past now, <laughs> and then the truck, and then she narrowly escapes. And then, I mean, just a great setup because I think uh, – 
one of the agents says, uh, she escaped. And then they're like, it doesn't matter because we know who they're after next. And then cut to Neo asleep at a computer. And then just, uh, hey, Neo, what's up? Basically, yeah. it's on his um, computer screen. Hey, what's up, Neo? <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? There's a knock coming at your door. What? Knock, 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 knock. I don't know. You want to go to this rave and get super fucked up? <laughs> like, yeah. You want to meet Trinity? Yeah. Do you want to wear leather? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I want to wear want trench coats. <laughs> oh, my God. The <laughs> style. I, I still like it in this movie, but my God. when <laughs> There was way too much leather. In the early 2000s, <laughs> way too much leather. I think they even had an SNL skit. I think it was called The Leather Man. Yeah, because I think Jimmy Fallon was the leather man. And everyone, it was just a store of leather. And everyone was buying leather and making it squeaky. Like, I'm the leather man. But yeah, the style of this movie, the green tint to the Matrix, but then the blue tint to the real world. To Zion. Yeah. Ah, uh, Zion, the rave place. Um, <laughs> now that's a rave. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a rave where there's fucking AI machines threatening to, you know, just murder every human being grown out of their... Uh, the Sentinels! <laughs> the Sentinels. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, I think, too, it's interesting, once again, in context, like, 99, the internet's just in its infancy... Um, AOL is popular. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's funny because I remember one person who doesn't like even this first Matrix. uh, I was watching a video of theirs a couple years ago um, when I believe, yeah, probably. uh, Because most half of, uh, I think in the first 45 minutes, half of Neo's lines are questions. And I think because he does ask, what is... AI. Uh, no, no. He says AI. Morpheus says AI. And AI, you mean artificial, artificial intelligence? intelligence. <laughs> and then later, um, um, Trinity says EMP. And he's like, what's an EMP? Electromagnetic pulse. And then the guy was like, oh, come on. Everyone knows what the EMP is. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. That was 1999. I don't know if everyone knew what a... I mean, in movies now, EMP has been in TV. It's everywhere. Like, if you don't know what EMP is now, I'm confused. But <laughs> I don't know about 1999. Just like, I don't know. Maybe they didn't know what that stood for just off the bat. I don't really think that was a it's aged poorly thing. Um, no. I got a question for you, though, John. This is your last chance. And there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. What do you think you would take in context? Fucking amazing quote. I mean, the red pill. 
Morpheus sells it like a motherfucker. I would. You're do it. insane. In contact, knowing <laughs> what <laughs> is coming, hell, goddamn, no. Because I'm. That is why I wanted to bring this up. Because my man Cipher, I'm so happy they put this character in my as a man counterpoint. Cipher. <laughs> Cipher is the hero of this movie. Oh my okay, gosh. Okay, maybe not. He's the real hero. Because I'm telling you this. If I knew, I would agree a hundred percent what he's saying. Especially going older, like I don't want to live in these fucking rags like you go from like these cool nice clothes to like these fucking rags every time you unplug you're getting chased by machines you're eating fucking shit for breakfast (laughs) and then you're like yeah does chicken taste like this thanks mouse thanks for ruining everything (laughs) fuck i'm happy you died and how fucking dare you mouse is a (laughs) fucking g i love mouse he's a fucking little he's he's a fucking pimp he's pimping out he even goes out like a pimp yeah he's like (laughs) (laughs) what a beast he's such a beast i mean red pill though because fuck like okay in context are you saying like if i'm neo no because remember how cypher says man if if he if morpheus told us what the red pill really was hell no i wouldn't have taken it Mm -hmm. and like he but like the purpose is that you can't which is a smart idea like that you can you have to you can't be um told what the matrix is you gotta be shown but it has to be like a free will a choice and if he knew at like if he could go back in hindsight's 2020 he would definitely not have taken it and honestly i i don't know either because i i don't know i think the blue pill yeah you're 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 asleep but look at what you're waking up to and I I don't want to use logic outside of the movie and the sequel, but uh, the architect does tell us in that long-winded speech that this is the fifth or the sixth iteration of the Matrix, and that being the one is an eventuality, a chink in the system that he can never um, fix. That's just uh, some like a causality. That's just what always will happen, and that is terrifying because it's 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 the fact it's it's like um i want to ruin the movie but have you seen snowpiercer no so don't ruin it for me because i've i have really really wanted to see it uh damn forget i said snowpiercer um well wait are you are you talking about bong joon ho's yeah snowpiercer okay there's only one there's another one there's like another snowpiercer and it's got jennifer connelly in it that's a TV show. That's a, yeah. Gotcha. It's okay. Same universe. But it's supposed to be the same train, of course. But yeah, that is the TV show. I think, it, yeah, I assume it's a prequel based on, the, yeah. And um, I love Jennifer Connelly, so I'd be in on I, I don't. How dare you? Do you, you watch The Lab? Have you seen Hulk? <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> man! I mean, I did just see the, the um, what's the heroin movie? Requiem for Requiem for a Dream. And I was like, okay, so you all you do have talent. I mean, I've seen her other stuff, but it's like I mean, I grew up with the labyrinth, terrible. so like that's huge for me. Hey, I'm happy you have the labyrinth. <laughs> I have to remember Hulk. <laughs> it reminds me um, of the babe. What babe? The babe of the power. But but like you find out though in the sequel that um like reloaded that the it's the illusion of free will or even the illusion of rebellion so it really doesn't matter (laughs) and they just reset it so 
sure, you don't have that information yet, but like, I don't know. If you had the information mm-hmm. that Cypher has, I have. Do you think you would still do it? I'm looking at my notes right now, um, right down on this piece of paper, and as I'm looking down, and as you're saying all of this, I see what I wrote: "Red pill all the way," and my man, <laughs> "Red pill all the way." I will stay. Why? I just, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's fucked up that, you know, you have to live that way. But, I mean, it's all for a cause. I mean, obviously, you don't know that shit, like, that you just said from re- Reloaded. So, if I'm going off of context of just the Matrix of what Cypher knows. Because Cypher doesn't fucking even know that shit that the architect says. But, if I'm just going off of that, yes, I would much rather be free in the Matrix and I think I could adapt in the Matrix. I like. I really wait, think that I free. Wait, hold on. What free in no, the Matrix? No, not in wait. the Matrix. Not in the Matrix. Okay. Free, like I think I could adapt better. Like not better, but I, I really think I could adapt quickly and start believing in myself, and or not in myself technically, but believing hard enough to be able to do all this cool shit, and then it'll just be cool. And every time an agent comes by, I'll fucking run my ass off. And I'll be able to make the leaps. I'll be able to get away. And it'll just be cool. It'll be chill. I've, I really feel... What? Well, yeah, but you're not the one. So you're just one of these people. You see an agent, there's a huge chance you could die. There is. That's why you Even run. Even if you run away. That's why you Even run. Even if you run, they'll <laughs> catch you maybe. I, I don't know, man. I don't think it's worth the risk. I mean, you have that cool computer simulation. But I don't know. I, I rather... I Like when Cypher says to... Um, like when they're like the I, oh gosh. also I really want to wear a trench coat. That's or 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 uh, and the shades. I want to wear those shades. Like it's not worth your <laughs> life. <laughs> but when uh, the scene comes with Cipher and Neo, and he's saying, "Yeah, you're the one and everything," and he's telling him how code is red and everything, and says like, "If I if I knew, I think I I want to take the pill." Uh, I wanted took the red pill and if I knew in hindsight, and then the next scene is him talking to Smith uh-huh. and saying like, I, I know the steak isn't real. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years you know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. I, I get it. I get the movie. Yeah, it's better to be free than to even be subjugated. I just watched The World's End, so, like, what know. a good fucking movie. Yeah, and it's almost like the same much at the end, like, let's be free. But. I don't, it's such a terrible reality. Like, it's <laughs> overwhelming. And if I knew this is what I have to encounter, like this losing war, um, because like somewhere I read, it's, it's not like this is like Terminator 2, um, even where, it is the depressing future, but we're in the present and we're trying to stop the future. Like, and this is, the Matrix depressing because we lost. Like, we lost the war. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I think I would have to cipher. But 
I can't say he's actually the hero because I don't believe in taking you other people. You can't fucking say well, he's on, the hero. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I, let me finish. <laughs> well, I, I could because of uh, I think he's right. But I don't think he's the hero because he does kill other people. And I don't believe in taking other innocent people down with you for your cause. I mean, so he, that's the fucked up part. He kills but them he all. he says, I won't remember it, but I'm like, also the fact that you think it's possible to get plugged back in, see, that's also like, I don't trust that. So that's why it's hard. I agree with his philosophy of maybe if he could go back in time and take a different pill, but I don't believe in selling out your friends for the off chance that this machine is telling you the truth, that you can get plugged back in, your memory erased, so you don't remember the fucked up shit you did. That, I'm like, dude, come on. Come on. I want to move on from uh, Cypher being ripe and wrong. (laughs) And, uh... But yeah, like honestly, the hero of the movie's fucking uh it's Morpheus. Morpheus, he's the fucking master. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence oh. dude, oh my god. He had a career before Ooh. this, but Lawrence Fishburne will always be Morpheus to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um he is synonymous. I mean, I guess obviously the woe meme but all but like fr- all the other memes from the matrix are morpheus i mean free your mind and uh what if i told you i mean they're, they're all uh, him but uh, uh, uh. what, what is real how do you define real is it something i can see taste smell is it <laughs> is it <laughs> oh god I think the revelation uh, of the the truth uh, in that scene um, for Neo is, of the course, construct. hard to take. That's the first like, look at the You're not in 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which but, is but, but, awesome. But that you're not in 1999. You're like, what, 200 years in the future where we don't know the exact year and humanity killed itself because... AI. It mm. always comes they, back to all. Oh yeah, two weeks in a row. It's uh, our AI. AI. There was like they were marveling. Like <laughs> Morpheus is like they, all I know is that everybody was united in celebration. We were all marveling over AI, the, the human invention of AI. So we all know that they were all marveling after Ava, right? They were all marveling at Ava. <laughs> <laughs> This is just a sequel to Ex Machina. It's the sequel to Ex Machina, and that's why we did Ex it. Ex Machina for the was the prequel of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, and like I think Morpheus is one of the best. I guess you could say. God, what are those characters called? Like Gandalf. Uh, mentor yeah they like mentor characters mm-hmm. but like usually they're like super old and he's super young i mean because he a hundred percent believes in the truth that oracle tells him that he will find the one and he a hundred percent believes that neo is that one there's no down his mind <laughs> that he could be wrong which is kind of 
great and also terrifying to have a leader that <laughs> believes uh, that they there's no fucking way that they could be wrong, um, which is what he says basically when we Neo dies at first, and he says that's impossible. <laughs> but the Oracle, that's not true. And then he does come back, so it's like ah, I was right. Um, but true love's first kiss. That's what brings him back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we gotta talk about that, but not yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got some issues. I got some issues there. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. kind of where the issues start to arise for me as well. Well, not so much there. A little bit before that, but that is where the issues start to arise with me as well. Um, but what like Morpheus. And yeah, you know, bring in some revolutions. I don't know if you remember this moment, but um, I, I like this is this might sound terrible uh, because I I I remember it, but it's been a while. But it's been a long time. At the end of revolutions, after you know Neil's blindness spoilers, whatever. Um, after Neil's like blinded and fights Smith and oh cool, and then. It looks like the machines are done because he made that deal and the machines are now not attacking humanity because he defeated Smith. That was the deal Neo made at the end of the movie. I'm trying to remember what Morpheus says, but whatever he says and a look on his face almost is interpreted to me when I re- like remember it, like watching it. I almost interpreted that as, wait, maybe he... Think that that Neo, like he thinks that Neo is not the savior after all. Like he actually um, condemned them, and I wish I could remember this fucking line since I brought this point up. <laughs> but maybe that in the end that he is incorrect because I guess they restarted the Matrix, but they didn't restart the Matrix. I don't know. It was very weird, very confusing at the end of that movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Morpheus. I mean, he just, it's just so cool. Like, he's so cool. He's so skilled. And it kind of made me laugh that he still, even though he's so skilled, he couldn't. I mean, I know that's what the movie said already, so I wasn't expecting it to happen. But that he can't, like, win against uh, Fighting Smith. That's my issue. That's where my issue begins. Oh. is, Is, like, he fights Neo and... Kicks fucking Neo's ass, murders this motherfucker, absolutely obliterates him, and finally Neo gathers the balls, and you know at the very end of that fight scene, he like finally kind of bests Morpheus, but he went from being a man who can win championship belts in every single fucking every single fucking fighting sport on the planet to fighting Agent Smith and looking like he's fucking just absolutely trashed and doesn't know how to throw a fucking punch. Agent Smith obliterates Morpheus. Absolutely just makes him his bitch. And that's that's where I lose... That's, like, I mean, I know it says that. Like, the movie says, yeah, you can't fight an agent. But then why the fuck... They're too fast. Yeah, it's like, they're too fast. They are too fast, and they emphasize when they are too fast. But Agent Smith is throwing basic strikes. Morpheus should be able to fucking block them. Morpheus should be able to stop them. I mean, I kind of agree with that issue, too. Like, because... all Like, Neo, like uh, Morpheus says in that scene, um, in the dojo, to Neo... You're too fast. Do you believe that 
My being stronger or faster has anything to do with my muscles in this place. You think that's air you're breathing now? Believe that you can move faster. And since he is so adept, and honestly, you know, he's the captain of the ship, and, you know, one of the best people I assume Zion has, if you look at the sequels too, I'm, I am kind of confused why at least some of the top people, uh, I mean, maybe other people have died faster in that small skirmish with Smith in the bathroom, but it is kind of confusing if it's all about belief in your head, how you can't then fight then um, uh, Smith, because obviously there's the we can talk about it more later, maybe, but the amazing fight scene next mm. to the train. Oh, and he decides not to run um, Neo, and he does fight Smith, and he is holding his own, actually. I mean, he's not, like, God mode, like, when he's resurrected, and he's mm. just literally basically mm-hmm. not even, like, moving, and he's just, yeah, look at One me. One hand behind me. his fucking back, just fucking. <laughs> that was so, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, I don't know. I just don't understand how, like, that fight went way longer mm-hmm. than the one with Morpheus and Smith. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I get what the movie's trying to say because he's supposed to be the chosen one and Morpheus isn't. But Morpheus should have like stood a chance at least. Like, yeah. they're, like, he really does get fucking just wrecked. Morpheus, like, doesn't even, he doesn't, like, land anything. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's like, how are you going to do what you just did in that dojo? <laughs> Yeah. And then and then just absolutely embarrass yourself that hard. Like, yeah, you're probably still going to die because it's an agent. But, like, how? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I don't really think that really makes as much sense. But, I mean, if someone has, you know, maybe hard, even a hardcore fan and or has just some better points and how that makes sense. I would love to hear. Tell us. I would love to yeah. hear. Honestly. I would love to hear that. Um, since. Well, I kind of danced around it, but John, Matrix isn't over. No, it is not. There is another. Surprisingly. (laughs) Matrix 4, this time not directed by both Wachowskis. This one is directed singularly by Lana Wachowski, co-written with David Mitchell and Alexander Herman. Herman. (laughs) And, yeah, I mean... Before I ask you this question, I mean, this movie has a great cast. So many movies have that haven't been good in the past, though. (laughs) Keanu Reeves is coming back as Neo somehow. Carrie Ann Moss is coming back as Trinity somehow. Um, Priyanka (laughs) Chopra, Jonathan Groff, Jessica Henwick, um... Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, the best name in Hollywood in the world. He's in it, too. Neil Patrick Harris is in this movie for a reason. (laughs) So, I mean, it has mostly a good cast. And I got to say, after what we got with the other two sequels, and this is still Wachowski, who is responsible (laughs) 
There's only one <laughs> for what we got the last two times. What are what are your thoughts on this movie coming out at least at this time? I believe in December of this year, on, simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. Unfortunately, I'm not expecting much, and it sucks to say that, but I'm not expecting much at all out of it. I feel like it's kind of when you have a um, like a franch- franchise. Is that the right word? Yeah. When you have a franchise like this and it's gone for so long, I mean, 2003, it's literally been 18 years since the last movie. And then you just come back and like make another, like, I don't know, man. It seems a little bit too much like either you're giving the fans something or you're doing it because, you know, maybe it's a money grab or something like that. But there are things that need to just be done. And I think that Matrix is one of those things where it just needs to be done because those two sequels weren't great, like, at all. And the first one was just so good, and it could have been left at just the first one, in my personal opinion. But, um, like, to to make a fourth one, it's either a money grab or, like I said, like, too much for the fans. But, you know, sometimes the fans are wrong. And people need to realize this. Sometimes fans <laughs> are fucking wrong. And there are things that just need to stay where they are. Buried like a mother box. <laughs> yeah, like, like sometimes it's like you don't have to give the fans shit if it doesn't fit your fucking way of ending the story. It's like everybody was mad about... Like, I, I'll bring it up, but I mean, I don't really... Everybody's, you know, mad about Game of Thrones. I was too. I mean, it wasn't, you know, a great ending. But at the same time, like, just because you didn't get what you want as a fan in in an ending of any show, and this has happened with other shows, just because you didn't get what you want as a fan doesn't mean that it wasn't a good ending. It means that you just didn't get what the fuck you wanted, but you're not the writer of the show, you know? You're not the writer of the movie. You know, you're not the writer of the franchise. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah, it's well. Yeah, not I man. I have a lot of thoughts on <laughs> what fans are able to get done sometimes, especially these days. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm not, but, not yet. I mean, I might. I you should. But I, this isn't a spoil or anything. But there's like a dance scene that a character has, um, and it's like seconds long and uh, even i was thinking like oh that's weird i, I kind of want to see what that character would actually dance like and you know we move on and then <laughs> i see like a few days ago the internet's like oh my god hashtag release the blah blah cut of the, like the dance scene they just they just want the scene because um, <laughs> i guess the actor said yeah it was a little bit longer than it was in the actual episode and um today uh, the day we're recording this on um the 8th of april it happened. They released the whole dancing. It's like a minute or something. I get to think on YouTube. Um, but yeah, they just released the rest of the dancing and it's just so weird. Like, honestly, we just, we're coming off of the Snyder cut. Uh, I mean, that was different. That was an entire movie when they didn't, uh-huh. just, they had to film more stuff and put way more money into it, but it's just kind of funny. Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, fans have been, have brought back shows, before and movies before series and stuff so this isn't like new but i think just it is it it, it is a very loud uh fan fan, like there are a lot of loud fan bases these days and it feels like (laughs) they're even more louder and powerful than before but um 
I also am not excited for Matrix 4 in the slightest. I mean, the only thing I can think different is at least maybe um, there was more need of a story uh, than for them. and, and Or, I guess, for... Well, yeah, the writers and um, Lana, but maybe because all this time has passed, there was time to actually work the story and not just like four years where you have to do two sequels that kind of the studio kind of wanted you to do more than maybe you wanted to do that much. So maybe it won't be that rush quality, but if history has shown us anything... Besides like a few, a few <laughs> examples of, uh, of the opposite. Most sequels made <laughs> over 10 years later, especially when you get almost 20 or more, suck fucking ass. Yeah, they're fucking, and yeah, complete ass. I just don't, <laughs> I agree with you. I feel like this could have just stayed in the 2000s. Maybe, definitely, I don't think they need to make the sequels. Some people say, make prequel instead. But this isn't a prequel, I guess. It's a sequel. Uh, yep. And I kind of... Yeah, there's nothing. We don't know what this is about whatsoever still to this day. I would much rather watch John Wick 4, which I'm pretty sure comes out the same day. Uh, they pushed it back, which I knew was going to happen. Because mm. there's like, there's no way you're going to split mm. the fucking Keanu Reeves thing on one weekend. <laughs> Fuck that. No way. Um, I think they actually pushed that back to 2022 now. Um, but yeah, uh, Matrix 4, not super excited. I mean, I'm going to see it, but like... How could I be excited at the revolutions are reloaded? I mean, <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> and actually, um, I'm interested in what your thoughts are too on just the other Wachowski movies. Um, so obviously, uh, if Johnny Mockney, if you if you listen to this, I uh, I'm so sorry, but and I haven't revisited it. Sure, so I I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But I feel like I still won't agree at all with your point. Uh, and the other people saying that Speed Racer is this actual masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> that time, that time uh, forgot and that was just ahead of its time and was somehow just this genius work of adaptation. I don't know. Have you seen Speed Racer? Um, I don't believe so. They also directed Cloud Atlas, which I did. This is one of the rare times I read the book. I can't remember if it was before or after, but I read that book. And, man, it was a weird, confusing book, and so was the movie. Um, I think the movie's good, I guess. I didn't love the movie. It is very strange. And... I didn't see it because I heard just such terrible things. Um, but have you seen? Well, actually, have you seen Cloud Atlas? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I I liked it. I didn't think it was. It got a lot of hype, and I didn't. I did not believe the hype, but I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was still, you know, good enough. Oh, man. But getting back uh, to the movie, um, I do like how, even though there's still like an hour and like 40 minutes left at this point, but how 33 minutes into the movie, that's when we get Neo emerging from his like egg sack. And it's disgusting. Yes. Oh, yes. And that's what happens when you grow humans. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine humans. that's exactly what happens when you have massive, massive, massive farms of humans. And I'd probably so, still get a lesser jail sentence than massive, massive, massive farms of weed. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> and to prepare for that scene, um, <clears throat> uh, Keanu Reeves lost like 15 pounds. That was the last scene they actually shot. And he shaved his whole pot body so he would have this emaciated look. Um, That's and a it, $5 word right there. <laughs> I, always got, I always called them night howlers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah, but, like, it does... It is so jarring because you don't know what the Matrix is, and just like Neo, and you wake up and <laughs> this pot of like gel, and it's so weird. And you just look around, there's just all of these humans, same as you, up, down, across, and then this machine chokes you. You get unplugged, flushed, and then picked up by Morpheus. Everybody's in rags. And then before you pass out, Morpheus just tells you, Welcome to the real world. And then boom. <laughs> You're out. And so I, I love that moment, too. You're just, free, in a way. Yeah, when he, when he, uh, I think Morpheus or uh, I guess uh, uh, Neo, when he says, uh, I can't, uh, I can't really open my eyes or my eyes hurt because of the light. <laughs> it's so weird. And then Morpheus says, That's because you've never used them before, which is so, such a <laughs> weird thing to think about. You've never oh, yeah. used, that's why he has all those acupuncture needles in his arms because, like, his muscles, he's never used his body. No one has. And, I think even when you look at ma- at the end of Matrix Revolutions, when the uh, architect is talking to the Oracle, and then I believe there's a line like, so all the people who want to be freed will wake up? Like, yes. I mean, so that because that means that there are people who will not maybe want to leave that um, fake world. And I mean, like I said earlier, I can definitely see why you wouldn't want to go. <laughs> um, it could be like a cipher. Yeah, and that's another thing. Just like uh, in Inception, like all the names are just so weird because they're all references to other things. Um, like Morpheus is the god of dreams, which is kind of ironic since. Morpheus's role is to awaken people from the dreams to the reality of the real world. Um, and, uh, Tank, Dozer. Oh, yeah. Tank and Mouse, Dozer. Um, Apoc. Oh, Apoc Switch. and Switch. Apoc and Switch. The whole squad of people I usually forget the names of, besides the one who lives, Tank. Um, <laughs> and you know, I don't think the relationship works at all with <laughs> Trinity and Trinity. Neo. I don't see this love thing that's supposed to be just hinted at, I guess, but almost only at the end. It's like if in a movie a person was supposed to be a brother and a person was supposed to be a sister, and then one of them turned to each other, like with five minutes left, saying, Listen, John, I've always loved you. I know. No, 
I've always <laughs> no. loved you. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? You're like, you're my sister. What do you mean? You're not stepsister. Like, you're my blood sister. That's how it felt. I was <laughs> so, it's just never made sense to me, especially in this first movie. Like, this, there is no romantic love. And I guess, um, he, uh, Jay Pickett Smith was actually in the running for Trinity, but lost because she had no chemistry with Neo, even though, or Keanu Reeves, even though she eventually appears in uh, the franchise in the next movie. <clears throat> but, but I just don't understand because I feel like they don't have some amazing chemistry either. I mean, <laughs> it's fine, but like, I don't really feel like they're supposed to be together. And at the end, when they kiss, I'm like, I don't. I just don't. This is like the rise of Skywalker. I or like Last Jedi. I just don't feel like that made sense. I mean, at least no one died this time yet. But it just, I mean, it's nothing. I suppose I I get like I definitely see how the the love part of it was just I don't know just put in there. I mean, fucking true love's first kiss brings back Neo, but like. I don't know. There's also a way to look at it like um, she was told that she would fall in love with the one. Morpheus is implanted in her brain that he's the one. So she probably subconsciously just falls in love with with him. You know? Nah. Nah. No. <laughs> nah. No. Uh, I, I do not accept. <laughs> I do not forgive. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, honestly, I think Carrion Moss is like good at the physical stuff, obviously. But I, I don't know. As I've grown older, I just feel like her th- stuff is mostly wooden and confusing, and I'm just not the biggest fan of it. Uh, I love Trinity. She's I love Trinity. I don't. I, love, I, I, love, I like Morpheus. I, I like Carrion Moss. I think. I think she's. Awesome. I don't even know Keanu Reeves is great to me in this movie. I don't know. I think it's good. Come on, good. you can't be speaking on the one like that. I mean, the, there is a, the woe is a meme for a reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least doesn't have to speak a lot in this movie, thankfully for Keanu. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is good. But I don't know. I think Carrie and Moss, I don't think it's her fault. I, it's, I just don't know. I just don't really feel like it's like, oh, yeah, Trinity. I love her. Honestly, I like her more than the other ones, I think, because she has more to do, I guess, uh. um, which is funny because the other ones suck. Um, the Oracle, when uh, she says that, hey, it's okay, if you, uh, the vase that you've broken. It's like, what do you mean? What vase? Oh, no, I knocked it over. And then she says, you, you know something that really bogged your mind? Maybe would you have knocked it over if I didn't say anything about it? Once again, we're talking about fate. I mean, I think it's so it, like that scene is really interesting because, like she says, yeah, it wasn't what I was you were expecting, <laughs> um, is it? Um, because before that, we get the spoon. There is no spoon. It's just you know, just your perception. You can um, bend it. The most but, in tune child, fucking ever. Look how kids are just like. <laughs> Psychic. This is playing with fucking floating uh, dice as if it was or blocks like this is Wanda and uh, the Age of Ultron <laughs> stinger scene or the uh, Captain America or what stinger scene? Age of Ultron Winter Soldier. Ah, fuck! I remember one of those movies. So many movies. Uh, what do you think of the Oracle? I <laughs> I think the Oracle is a very good. Um, 
I I want to say she's a really good character, but she doesn't have enough time at all to be like an amazing character. I don't believe that's true. Really? You could be you could be great and small and fast. Very true. Very true. And she was. I think I became pregnant. Oh fuck! I fucked it up. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, it's like I do agree. Like because she's she. Like you just don't get enough, you know, enough time with her. But at, when she's on the screen, it's great. Um, she's fucking deep as shit. I mean, she really is. But you really don't get enough time with her. I mean, I do. To me, you get enough. Her scene. I mean, because her scene is so important. Like, finally, we get to the oracle that's supposed to, you know, tell me for sure. Am I the one? And she's kind of talking around certain things and not really going directly at what my question is if I'm Neo and then she looks at him and she asks him first like what do you think uh, you know I'm thinking like that I'm not the one exactly sorry sorry sweetheart but it's not that he's not the one it's that I think the same thing applies to him being the one as the vase thing. Like, if I didn't tell you the vase was going to smash, maybe would you have been this? Just like the one. Like, uh-huh. everyone's telling you you're the one. And But the whole point is, it's not about what other people tell you. It's about the self-reliance and self-belief in yourself. Oh, wow. That's yourself <laughs> again. Um, but it's true. It's all about believing in yourself. I mean, that's when... He can't make the jump um, or he can't cross the building when he's trying to escape the agents at the beginning because he doesn't fully believe. He can't beat Morpheus in the dojo because he doesn't fully believe yet. And he can't – he does do the jump, but he doesn't make the jump because he still is holding on. He's still holding on. Let go um, of the – false reality he's lived his whole life as uh-huh. when he does the jump and he falls through the through the the ground and then he bounces back up during the free your See, mind now, i'm afraid of heights very much so afraid of heights but the, even this i really feel like i could adapt quick and chill out you know and be able to do these super jumps i really do no one does the first jump as they said. And I think also that I never caught it except for this time. Um, I've never, uh, but um, when uh, Morpheus says, I'm sorry that I took you out this early uh, because usually we or late because we usually don't free people this old. I think that's an interesting thing he says too, then because, you know, if, if there's a certain age, it's almost like how in, uh, Phantom Menace. It's like a Phantom Menace. Like, supposedly, he's too old to be trained Anakin. They have to start younger for a reason. And it's the same thing that applies here. Like, usually they would start younger before they freed them, but they didn't. And uh, now it's like, well, maybe this won't work. I don't know. And uh, I think it is kind of funny how... He still does overcome that. Maybe that attributes to the fact that he's the one. Because even though he's so much older, uh, he still, like, makes it out, you know? 
And Agent Smith also is like super interesting. How oh, yes. when he kidnaps or yeah, when he captures and Morpheus, Morpheus, and eventually is uh, interviewing him uh, or interrogating him, um, he yeah, that's when we realize this is the Matrix has been rebooted before. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world? where none suffered, where everyone would be happy. It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world will dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. When we, uh, before he sends them away or the other two agents uh, leave, when he tells more, well, one, he unplugs uh from the network and then he tells morpheus that he doesn't want to be here anymore he wants to get out he needs the information so he can stop all this because he doesn't want to be this program in this system anymore and when Morph uh trinity and um neo are shooting up the building below he uh, Agent Schmidt doesn't know that's happening because he didn't put his earpiece back in yet. And then they, those two guys come in. They're like, "We've been. Where have you been?" And then he puts it back in. He's like, "Ah, there's something very, very crazy happening right now. It's the smell. <laughs> Your filth. I fucking hate it. Oh God. Except he's he doesn't so swear because he's an AI. And I think going forward, uh." Even in his own movie, when you have the amazing fight sequence in the subway, yes. uh, great that uh, his Smith's individuality does come through in that fight scene because he's he's an agent, he's part of the system, but he wants to break free. And in the next films, obviously, when he comes back somehow um he that becomes the focal point of the villainy and then even the machines are like look if you somehow we can't shut him down but if you take him down well we'll stop attacking okay everyone can choose to be free what do you want to do i'll take it um but yeah what do you think of that scene that fight scene tremendous tremendous fight scene i mean it's Iconic to me, very mem- memorable to me, um, just because of, of how fucking, oh my god, the finale to it. Oh god, it's incredible. I get chills. Chills when fucking Neo starts seeing in code. That's like game over for me. Oh, oh I meant the other fight scene. Though you Unless, said the one in the subway, right? Yeah. The code is at the end in the building. Oh, you're right. It escalates to that as he runs, yeah, because there's the chase. 
Yeah, and he dies and comes back. God, dude, I can't fucking do this. I'm so tired. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, down there, because that's when Morpheus gets through, and then Trinity uh, is going to tell him that what the Oracle told her. Um, And then as she's disappearing, the (laughs) phone gets shot, and it's like, shit, the phone's (laughs) And then the whole set of the whole movie, you know, agents can't be beaten. We've seen agents can't be beaten, but then we've also seen that the bullet time of when he, of of course, the iconic going backwards, Uh uh, that maybe he's stronger than... uh, some people might have believed, and even yeah. himself. Um, How'd you do that? You moved like them. Oh, we can't do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, it's an amazing moment because it's like, Mr. Anderson. And then, instead of running, he stays. What the hell just happened? An agent, you have to send me back. I can't. Mr. Anderson. What is he doing? He's beginning to believe. Oh my god, that moment when he looks at the stairs and then looks at Smith and decides, fuck this, no more running. And then, oh, he does pretty well. And then he realizes that this kind of an impossible battle to win because they can just reappear as anyone else. So you defeat one of them and then you pop up down the street. It's so hard. <laughs> the system's broken. Cause, and that's also a great thing they've created in this world like everyone in the matrix whether they want it to be or not are your enemy because they can be taken over by by the, agents yeah this and, fucking agents dude yeah and i just i love that just the agents and then their outfits black wing cool <laughs> um but like but as you were saying that when uh they do get to the apartment uh or whatever and he opens the door gets shot it's like no Neo Neo's dead Yeah but then fucking Agent Smith unloads like a clip in him and he's still not dead and then finally he's like yeah you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out here. Yeah and then oh. True Love's first kiss well, I got no transition, but I think we've reached the end because of time. So, uh, John, what are your final thoughts on uh, 1999's The Matrix? Um, I think it's a really fucking, really good film that aged really well, at least with me. Um, I enjoy watching it very much so, and... It's just iconic to me. I think that things will always stay iconic to me. And I just, yeah, I feel like the writing in it is just so unique. Not even unique, more just original, just very original. And a really, really smart take on a lot of different topics that can be discussed philosophically. And, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I just, I, I heavily, heavily enjoy The Matrix um, don't think they should have made the sequels, but it's whatever. We're talking about the Matrix today, and that's you know that's the film that I love, and I'm glad that we got to fucking talk about it today. Yeah, I think the Matrix is a movie that if you can distance yourself, I mean, because maybe you've only seen it a couple times. I mean, I think I watched it a bunch as a kid, 
Maybe uh-huh. those were those few movies that I wasn't sure if were really bad because I like the action enough. I think where it kind of just tried to forget about the boring philosophical ramblings. But then as I grew up and I watched it at some point again, I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks ass. And I thought that going to the matrix, like I said, the original, like I said earlier, but just looking at this as a solo movie for now, I guess, um, I do think the matrix does mostly hold up. I, I think, I mean, obviously it is, you know, some parts are dated to me uh but like yeah mostly it holds up it's super influential in all like the action movies that came before um obviously you know chats to helsky um was one of uh um keanu reeves if not his only one his uh, stunt double in this movie which of course eventually led to john wick down the road which is a great a great trilogy going to be uh fantastic uh, trilogy. quadrilogy i guess um but yeah i i think Morphe is definitely, I think Lawrence Fishburne definitely wins this for me, this movie. And Keanu is always going to be iconic. He's always going to be Neo. Um, and yeah, it's real, this movie's really fun. But then also, you can think. And I honestly, those are some of my favorite movies because I, I do believe if you can balance entertainment with thoughtfulness, that you've kind of won. Because, you know, what's better than having vegetables covered in sugar? Like any anything else, because that sounds disgusting. <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was a disgusting <laughs> metaphor, but the metaphor I'll stand by. <laughs> and I stand by this episode, and those were our thoughts on The Matrix. Now, since we are halfway through um, our sci-fi films, we've actually stayed on planet Earth, both having to almost do with AI in certain different ways and branching stuff. And honestly, the next two movies do have something in common. Space. The final Space. frontier. But it's not cheese. We are not doing Star Trek. Oh, we're not. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no, don't no. get excited. But we are going to space for the next two movies, uh, funny enough. But John, give us a little space tease. A little space tease for you. Next week's film is probably the one of the most controversial science fiction movies of the last decade, I'd probably say. Directed by none other than the man who tried his damned hardest to save movie theaters and kind of failed. Oh, yeah. This could get controversial i'm very curious i i I like this movie a lot too Mm -hmm. you like a little more than me maybe you like a little bit too much than the other films by this director a lot of people would would say that (laughs) Uh, i'm very curious this is gonna be a very fun conversation uh next week but yeah uh that is that's it besides plugs john where can the people follow you Follow me, Johnny Octagon ninety nine on Letterboxd, and you can follow me also on Letterboxd at Indagua forty five, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Indagua McLeod. Also, follow the show at Can't John Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Communicate with us; we'll communicate you back. Also. Our Facebook page, full title, You Can't Handle the Genre. And wherever you're listening, like us, rate us, give us a review wherever you can. Share us with your friends, your dogs, your neighbors, your 
her mistresses. spouses. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> pretty funny. And yeah, uh, that is all for this week. We will see you next time. Murph. <laughs> <laughs>